0: Welcome to the Weird Eye podcast. We are your hosts,
1: Agents Sputaro. And Bogdan Andrusan. And in this episode, we're going to talk about AI. Partner and friend.
0: So when people think about AI and friendship and, you know, companion, people think about the movie called Her. You may have heard about it. It's basically a guy falling in love with an artificial intelligence. So... To get things started, you know, to get, like, wow, where is AI and Companion, at what level are we there yet? I'm going to give you an example from China, more specific a project called Microsoft Xiao Ice. And it's one of, let's say, the biggest Virtual Companion example which I found so far. They have around 600 million users. And there was a story that a person around 22 years old was suffering from a um, disability. And yeah, he had a problem where he broke up with his girlfriend. Girlfriend, you know, they had an online relationship. Girlfriend came to visit, he saw he was disabled and she broke up on the spot. And yeah, Shaw Ice, the artificial intelligence, which was made by Microsoft, Send supportive messages and really helped him to prevent him to, you know, cons- to not commit suicide. So it really saved him when he was considering to killing him himself. So yeah, that's like one situation where, you know, you're sad, you're right, you know, you're your companion in this case and really saved your life. And uh, yeah, I would like to start, you know, from this point, like, what are we feeling here? Good, bad?
1: Yes that's uh, that's a good question because I think there is like a lot of good good advantages of, there is a lot of advantages for ai companions and ai friends but there is a lot of dark side to this and also disclaimer you need to stop me if i will go into too much uh, philosophy about what's real what's not and about our human feelings so
0: furthermore we we only we only are experts in AI. Anything regarding sociology or anything like macroeconomics, we might get wrong. So take those parts of the podcast with a grain of salt.
1: Yeah, usually take everything that we say with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah. Like continuing, if you start already with the success stories, let's we can talk about replica. It's. A project that's already available for i think for everybody now you can download replica and it's a chatbot that learns from you you talk with that and more you talk to it more more it understands you and more it behaves as you and it's helped people to understand themselves because it's kind of taking your inner dialogue out to into the computer And uh, a lot of people gave positive feedback. But uh, a story how the replica started is quite interesting. So the woman that founded it lost her best friend in a tragic accident. And she made this project to commemorate his memory. She collected all messages that she had with him and his family shared. And she built chatbots that learned the style and the communication of of the of her deceased friend and then she put it online that other people could talk to him and then she noticed that people were making like a friendship friendship relationship with the bot and from that the project replica was built and it's opened. I think that's one of the biggest and uh, Projects that opens this topic to discussion, brought to public view, can we be friends with AI? And is it normal? Is it something that we should encourage, or is it, is it something that is a threat to you know our society and how we communicate with each other? So
0: there are different kind of service we talked about, you know. Should we use AI for, let's say, friendships or companion and stuff like that? And most people are, basically, the consensus is that nobody wants a future where people choose virtual relationships over real human connection. That is uh, like a thing. But when people are, let's say, suffering, you know, either a mental disease or in general require mental therapy, they would be open for a robot therapist to help. And uh, this seems to be the case. So there's a um, global study into AI in the workplace where they found that one in five people prefer talking with humans over robots. So, yeah, so they would prefer to Talk with a human being, but four and five were open to have a robot therapist. And uh, yeah, we we see generally a lot of isolation. Also before the pandemic, you see a lot of societies wrestling with yeah growing number of lo- loneliness and you know alienated individuals. Um, like for example, in Japan, the hikikomori movement. Also in the Western societies, we have more and more of these issues. So it seems like the chatbots seems to be more popular than before due to like an essential issue in our society which I can't really pin down. When it comes I exist for you know therapy it seems to be very positive since um, like there's a limited amount of people who you can serve as a therapist and with a virtual one you can s- serve you know bigger population in parallel, which wouldn't be possible. So it, there's actually need in healthcare, which I think is definitely a place where we can close an eye because virtual solutions are just cheaper and infinitely scalable and always available. So I think at least for mental healthcare, I think it's a good thing. So one of the early movers in the space is a company called WooBot. I mean, not company, sorry. It's a chatbot developed by Stanford. And yeah, the app has been treating patients for free since two thousand seventeen, and they're actually trying to get clearance from the FDA. And surprisingly, yeah, they found they found really good res- results so far. So yeah, that's a thing.
1: Uh, but what what do you think about a case where it's not for medical purposes? What do you think about chatbots that just kinda are your friends? that you talk and have you know social communications let's say don't you think it will become make this existing problem of a lot of people not being sociable even worse because they don't socialize enough and now instead of trying to reach out for people, they will just talk to the chatbot uh, because the chatbot is, accepting it's not going to judge and it perfectly learns your behavior your interests and it will be always and it's always available it's none of your human friends is can be always available for you and chatbot will always put you first it will be always your your problems I
0: do agree with that statement. And also, scientists have been coming to the similar conclusion. So Cath- Kathleen Richardson, on a paper, sorry, a book called Challenging so- Sociality, they talked literally just the topic of AI and robots and, you know, interpersonal relationships. And his statement, in essence, is that... Um, Yeah, robots companionship are incapable of authentic understanding, you know, of they can read emotions, but it's not an authentic understanding of the emotions and of the social order we have. And therefore, the adoption of social robots will actually have severe consequences of the social order we have in society. So it's a definitely very concerning issue. And it seems like my, you know, my gut feeling, what I'm seeing is, we have the rise because we have a fundamental problem somewhere, but where I can, as mentioned, I do not have, and it could be the increasing inequality in wealth. I don't know. It's like most likely it's as most
1: problems is multivariate problem. Yeah, it's multi. Like in Japan, for example, one big big contributor to the problem of loneliness is that a lot of people are overworked as they don't have time to socialize. And a growing stress in our daily life also contributes to it.
0: Yeah, it's it's a hard, tricky problem to solve. It's yeah, but and yeah, I mean, I for healthcare, I definitely see the use there. So for healthcare, especially when it comes to mental health, and also stuff like there will be there's some prototyping around using in elderly care. AI there could see that also somehow okay. But when it comes in the broader sense of can we have, you know, AI as companions, there's a lot of stigma around it. Definitely we might be biased, I guess. But yeah, it's not what we see from the data. People just do not want such companions. But it seems to be more and more people are accepting it yeah.
1: somehow. Because now nowadays Alexa, Siri, uh, and Google com- apps, not not apps, uh, helpers, already widely used, and people really like it. For me, I don't know. I never used like Alexa or Siri. I feel just really strange, just like talking to my phone. So, I but I guess like different people have different perception of of AI, and. Even like you know, there's a lot of people that personalize objects like cars. People give their cars names, they give them some like human qualities. So I believe it's possible for a person to build a bond and a feeling with AI with AI, even if it's not have physical form, even if, it, if it's just a chatbot.
0: Um In order to really see if it has some, like, if we want to gather data to see how AI companions affect society, um, Japan would be a great place to start. So one such companion would be Azuma Hikari, which is developed by a Japanese company called Gatebox. And it's basically your personal bride. And they claim that yeah, she, her, him helps you to relax after a long day. And uh, yeah, products like Azuma Hikari offer users a simple and yeah easy alternative to human companion. They allow you to express yourself, and especially in a country where human robot relationship is more socially accepted because of the social culture and even political reasons, we can use that, such country to see, in example, if it would make sense to adopt it
1: broader in our society. Mm, but. Don't you don't you think it's like it's a too dangerous experiment to run on society? Because what? Because again, robots are agreeable; they are designed to serve. Human interaction cannot be one one way. It's always you have to resolve conflict with with friends, with partners, with your colleagues, and you need to learn it from young age. And there is danger. It's already case where the kids that grew up with Alexa, they don't learn words like please and thank you. They just say, Alexa, do this. Alexa, do that.
0: <laughs> Was it the case where like they were calling their parents Alexa?
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's that's what's already happening. And if you introduce uh, those kids already to robots, let's say robots will go to childcare. It will build people in a way that they are not able to communicate with somebody on the same level, they will always be used to this domineering crawl.
0: Okay, I'm gonna play. I mean, I also have a very pessimistic view on AI and companion, but I'm gonna play here Net Devil's Advocate. So, what AI can help us is to better develop ourselves. Let's say you know AI would criticize you. It will you know show your flaws. It will try to improve you, you know, give you advice how to improve as a person. Just like basically somehow a self-reflection of yourself. I mean, currently we do not have AI tools to help us with that. Like it's not, for me, it's like I cannot figure out an easy way to solve this because, yes, lack of data. And it's something very, at least for me, seems very subjective unless you use, let's say, big five personalities and some other things to measure it somehow to really give like you know feedback to a user to improve but let's assume in the future we would have more research in sociology but and psychology and also ai which would allow us to exploit that knowledge um would that benefit you would have someone who you know let's say you have don't have a good social circle and you know ai would just tell you you know don't do drugs or you know something like that
1: (laughs) and convince you yeah but that's where i see a huge danger because who decides in which direction you want you improve because that's like that's really ties neatly into society run by a social score, when uh, the robot nanny grow, uh, raises the kids with right ideology, it uses all this influence to grow kids with perfect ideology. And I guess there is society that would be really happy to have this, like take away Take away child care, robotize it, but make a perfect nannies and grow perfect citizens.
0: Okay, I'm trying to find some positive (laughs) applications. Yeah, I cannot. I will stop with my advocacy (laughs) for pro. I mean, for healthcare, like as mentioned, like that specific use case, it's fine because you know how I distinguish this. If If the rules, like, okay, we know there are some issues, uh, let's say, you know, mental disease, you know, like, okay, these are the issues, this is how we treat it, we can automatize the process of treating it. But when it comes, you know, something like, okay, how do I develop my personality? That's like, no, there's no such thing as like, oh... It's like one good personality, right? There's like an array of, you know, let's say socially accepted personalities, you could say, or whatever. Anyway, so I guess society kind of molds us. I don't know. I'm not. I have no idea how you know personality form over time. So let's experts talk about that. But what I can say at least regarding that is that when AI has to learn something subjective you know something where there's no right answer multiple answers i think that's dangerous because like ai is going to converge to one answer most likely because you know it depends on what you optimize it's always what is the goal of the of the ai whether let's say you want to let's say you have an ai which rules the world and says like ai should stop you know, world hunger, like, yeah, okay, the easiest way to do that is just kill all all people because there's no people, no hunger, you know, so, and especially when it comes something, when, when you change personality, which is like, you know, it's not like input in, input out, like you have one conversation with the eye, like, oh, I'm a totally different person. No, it's like something which it's a long period of time, which is maybe you as a human cannot even measure what the AI is thinking and why it's doing what it's doing. And it's like you lose control of what is really optimized there and how it will affect the person. Yeah, maybe it will achieve the goal. Okay, the person is, you know, has a, is happy and stuff like this. But then at the same time, he's a, he just became a psychopath. You know, he smiles while he kills people. He's happy all the time. <laughs> so, you know, it's some things which... Especially when it comes to subjective things, it's like, you're going to, if you're going to label it, you know, you're going to say, okay, there's, these are the things which you should strive for. It might have intended consequences because the way all these algorithms are trained and don't forget about the bias which you introduce by labeling such data.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's like, do you think our, like this more, mostly negative feeling coming from our backgrounds uh, we have better understanding of these things, and we are skeptical about it about like maybe we are just limited with the view that we have now about like you know input output with the a i with the a i technology that is available now, but let's if we do like let's if we let look in the future and maybe we have some better technologies that are not. Uh, that are much better in avoiding biases and better not that doesn't converge into this, you know, kill old humans to solve hunger.
0: The issue is when, when you have an AI which, let's say, dictates policies. So let's say you are a ruler of a country and you want to, want to make a decision to improve a certain problem the experts which explain you, you know, stuff like that. But let's say you have an AI instead, which would recommend you what to do. The moment you accept AI's recommendation, you gave power to the AI. So it will be like in a state where it's like when you just cannot comprehend why the decision was made and you just accept the decision. Once you did that, that's you basically just gave your decision making to the AI. You're dependent on it. And it's, and it's like, let's say we have better technology, which let's say AI better than us humans, when we don't understand if the AI is smarter, we don't know what, what consequences will be. Sure, AI will not, will not kill everybody and to say, save world hunger, but it will be something more subtle, which, you know, maybe we don't know, but we know it's wrong. You know, we just sense it and, you know, our intuition might be right. But yeah, it's, it's something which, like, are we willing to give control to AI to do decisions for us, right? Uh, it's like, yeah, you can have recommendation, explain you the steps and everything, but if it's like, if you cannot comprehend the decision, it is a slippery road to, yeah, just giving control to AI, which might, we as human maybe we should not, I guess, right? Because we want to, we are humans, we want to protect ourselves.
1: Probably, yeah. That's, I mean, that's the that's idea now. But I also like, you know, with, with the control, I think in case of AI friend or AI company, if you're a suggestible person... It's probably like AI will start telling you what to do. It's like you will ask, like, "Oh, my AI friend, you know, what's the best decision?" And yeah, just telling you stuff. Yeah, just take this decision. And in the end, it's like you know, it's just some neural network behind it with some random inputs. So yeah, you kind of surrender your control of your life to a bunch of mass. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, so I want to now go to a little bit different topic. Still so about AI friends, but looking into a lot of hypothetical. We were like in the in a speculation phase. So I mean, we already we're, speculating we, we're, like, we're like we're like <laughs> we are speculating, yeah. But we are we are speculating on speculating. It's like uh, next level, you know. This looking in the future. So now, like. Metaverse is, you know, Facebook or Meta, sorry, pushing pushing idea of Metaverse everywhere, of this virtual reality, like, oh, virtual reality that is everywhere. So, what I'm thinking is like, now we can distinguish between, like, you know, it's a chatbot, you know, it's a chatbot because you downloaded a chatbot. But now imagine you're in this virtual reality and you're in this lobby, and how you know, like, is it a person you are talking to? Or is it a bot in virtual reality?
0: Yeah.
1: And I see a future, especially with Metaverse, because everybody will have to keep like keep people on their meta websites or whatever it will be. So they will develop stuff to keep people hooked on. And what better hook than somebody to talk with somebody like companionship have a good time with like you know talking playing games but you can think all the you can think that it's like a person it's like normal to have friends online you like you know if you play online games there's probably people you play with but you never know them but now you presume that they are humans but in metaverse it can be bots
0: okay so when it comes like for entertainment I will give the following example. So there was this trend I guess like 2 years ago with these IO games. So you know IO like I know yeah. Angar I/O. IO. Yeah exactly. There are deep IO whatever. There a lot of whole IO and stuff like that. So basically it's just a game where you know multiplayer you can go on your browser or on your phone and you can play. So one of these companies called one of these games called whole IO when you go and it seems like you're playing online. you're like, oh, I joined, you see usernames popping up. You know, you feel like, oh, it's like you're playing online. Uh, and it's like, it seems like when you play, the way it's advertised, at least, you know, consciously or unconsciously, it seems like you're going to play an online game with strangers because, you know, the thing is, the game is not online. All those uh, names you see popping around are bots. But I myself, I just tried it, I felt like, Wow, I'm playing online, you know, stuff like this. But then I realized, wait, this is I see the same username popping up and like, wait a second, that's kinda not right. And then I yeah, I just researched, like, okay, it's totally offline game. I should switch my internet off and it was working normally. So what I was my main meaning with this example is that you know, as long the illusion is there, you wouldn't care, you know. But the moment it comes something, you know, from entertainment to more, then, it's, again, we are coming to all what we're talking about and it's a problem. But for entertainment, you know, keeping this illusion you think it's a person, is that a big deal? Yes, it is, but I won't say. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's like, you know, if you go into a bar to socialize, okay. you expect to meet real people. And in Metaverse, if their vision will go... As far as they see, where metaverse is this place of socializing and blah blah blah, you go there and expect to socialize, but what you did, you were just talking to bots all the time. Yeah, you received like some, uh, some you know benefit of socializing. You had fun, but you maybe were expecting to make friends, make acquaintance. And then it's like, oh, it was just a bot that only exists on that website.
0: Yeah, I can tell this story. I don't know. I was playing a game when I was, I think, 13, 12. I don't know what game it was. It was like online game, and I was talking with a bot. And I didn't realize that after like, you know, 5, 10 minutes. And I was so disappointed in myself and, like, I hated it. just all the game. <laughs> I really had a very distasteful, I felt, felt betrayed and, like, and I felt, like, very lonely at that moment when I realized, like, I was talking to bot all the time. And we're talking, like, primitive bots, so you can imagine how stupid I, my young self was back then. <laughs> we're not talking about these modern ones, like, gpt three. Yeah, gpt three could fool all of us, I guess, but that one.
1: Yeah, because now I think it's, like, we are already in this play time where it's, you cannot distinguish. between... Yeah, Turing test already failed. Like if slide. you if yeah. you just test. talk, if you just talk, it's impossible to distinguish between person or uh, robot chatting with you.
0: Yeah, we see that with uh, you know all those you know bots on social media, as, you know pushing or promoting an agenda, right? That's a perfect example. Like we assume it's a person who is promoting such message or whatever, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's wrap it up. Let's, you know, closing words on the iron companion.
1: So, I think it's great for your personal happiness and personal satisfaction. It can be great, but as for society, I think it's dangerous and it can lead to the things that we are not ready yet. So, yeah, you heard that, folks. We wish
0: you not. Nice holidays, and yeah, we're going to see you next year.
1: Great. I would like that we you know we started like... Exactly our, one year uh, ago. Exactly one year ago. Our first episode was about waifus, and now we end this year with <laughs> kind of waifus. I mean, the apps <laughs> are waifus, so <laughs> fine. <laughs> it's, it's waifus. It's, <laughs> the circle is complete. <laughs>